Welcome to the Occult London Podcast. This is a new podcast dedicated to exploring magic, mysticism, the Kabbalah, as well as other topics. If you like the podcast, please write a review and rate us on whatever platform you're listening to, as it will really help us to get this message out there. Also, be sure to visit our website at occultlondon.co.uk, where you can subscribe to the show. If anyone has any questions for me, then I'd love to hear from them, so please reach out via Facebook or on email, as I'd love to answer any questions. You can find my Facebook on the show notes, or alternatively, email me at occultlondonpodcast at gmail.com. I hope you enjoy it. In today's episode, we will be continuing our discussion with an examination of some of the key rituals used within the Western Hermetic tradition. Over the past few weeks, we've examined the Lesser Banishing Ritual of the Pentagram, the Lesser Banishing Ritual of the Hexagram. So this week, we'll be talking about a slightly unusual ritual called the Rose Cross Ritual. The Ritual of the Rose Cross, or the RCR, more than any ritual, is really a great example of the epitome of the Rosicrucian influence on the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. As we've seen from some of our previous discussions, the Golden Dawn had a very big influence on the development of magical techniques over the last hundred years, in particular um, banishing and invoking of elemental forces using different pentagrams, uh, the Kabbalistic cross, vibration of the words of power, charging of talismans with elemental forces, as well as the lesser and the greater rituals of the pentagram, and also things like the middle pillar exercise, the invocation of different guardians and tatvas used for astral journeying and scrying. So what is the Rose Cross ritual? Well, the name of the ritual comes from the symbol of a golden cross with a rose at its centre that is used in the ceremony, and its meaning is described well by Chick and Tabitha Cicero in their complete guide as follows. The symbol of the cross is first and foremost an emblem of conjunction, a joining of opposites. It also represents eternal life. The rose is a symbol of completion and perfection that embodies the mystic centre and the heart. Together the rose and the cross represent a multitude of ideas, the union of the divine masculine and the divine feminine, regeneration and redemption, the blessings of the Christ impulse and consciousness, and strength through sacrifice. Additionally, it depicts the four points in space on a flat plane with a fifth at the centre. Like the pentagram, the rose cross is indicative of spirit ruling over matter, but while the pentagram depicts spirit as the head ruling over matter, the rose cross portrays spirit permeating the very heart of matter. The pentagram and the rose cross are both symbols of protection, but while the pentagram is well suited for summoning and dismissing specific energies, the rose cross is particularly suited for meditation, protection, balancing blessing and healing. So in the Rose Cross ritual um, it's slightly different in terms of the format as we saw with the pentagrams rituals so the lesser banishing ritual pentagram and the greater ritual of the pentagram. 
the figures of the pentagrams are traced at the cardinal points, whereas in the rose cross, the crosses are traced at six points in the cross quarters, as well as the zenith and the nadir above and below. A seventh central point is formed by the magician standing in the middle of the crosses, and after all the shapes are traced, uh, the ritual is also completed with an analysis of the keyword in majority of cases. Sometimes that is not always the case. As each shape is formed, the magician uses a special sacred word, which is Yeheshua. What does Yeheshua mean? Well, the key to understanding this word of power is in noting that it is the name of God, um, yod Hey vau Hey but with the added addition of shin between the letters he and vowel, thus it is spelled yod he shin vowel he. It's meant to be the name of Jesus, so it has obviously these elements of regeneration and rebirth. Um, but also, if we view it from the view of the tetragrammaton, so obviously the tetragrammaton has four elements, it's fire, yod, he, water, vowel, air, he, earth, if we add shin in, it symbolizes spirit. So it's kind of sitting in between those elements. Thus, yod and hay really represent the supernal worlds of Atsaluth and Bria, and shin is placed between hay and vowel, representing the world of Yetzira. So when, as magicians, we recite the word, we are uniting ourselves with Yetzira, uniting Yetzira with the world of Isaiah, which is in turn activating that tree within our aura and our environment. <clears throat> There's different parts of the ritual, as, as I mentioned before. So you have obviously the tracing of the shapes um, and and obviously the analysis of the keyword we'll talk about in a minute. And it's very different to the LBRP and the LBRH and that it uses very different symbols and has a different sort of spatial element to it as well. So while the LBRP tends to drive away forces or spirits or beings, whatever you want to call them, um, it's a little bit like bleach in some senses, the Rose Cross is more healing and it brings in these really divine, um, loving powers. It's also traditionally meant to veil the aura of anyone present in the space where it's performed, so making it difficult for supposedly entities and also apparently other beings to see the person who does it. If you combine it with the LBRP, it's very powerful. Um, so normally you would do the LBRP first and then the and then the Rose Cross. And that seems to have a really nice effect of clearing the area and then bringing this real kind of love and sense of light into the aura of the magician. In the LBRP, obviously the magician stands at the centre of the circle and, and um, you know, either invoke or banishing using the respective... Um, pentagrams in the brh or banishing which are the hexagram the magician stands at the center of the circle and would invoke or banish the relevant powers of the zodiac represented by the cardinal zodiac signs so we're elevating ourselves up towards tiferet um, into the position of helios looking at the zodiac around us and union with that hta or higher genius in the rose cross the magician is building himself into an impenetrable um, sacred, safe 
untouchable ball of light that includes the four quarters as well as above and below. So it's got this real spatial dimension. So you really feel like you're floating in a space or a sphere of pure golden light. In terms of the actual layout of the ceremony, um, it usually starts with the Kabbalistic cross, which we talked briefly about in our previous episode. Then the magician draws an equal armed cross in each of the four quarters, which start in the southeast, southwest, northwest, and northeast, which is then visualized around in a great ball of brilliant white fire. And you then um, you know, use different techniques to sort of bring about this power of Tiferet. So you, they would draw a cross. Um, above and below as I said before the word Yeheshua is also vibrated um, at different points the purpose of this episode is really just to kind of talk about some of the symbolism so I'm not going to go into in-depth instructions on how to do this um, because there's there's plenty of books out there that have uh, information on on this particular ritual it's really just talking about some of the symbolism um, so that if you are familiar with it already uh, you can understand it a little bit better hopefully um, so after you've done the the crosses, the rose crosses in each quarter, um, and and obviously the vibration of the word Yeheshua, uh, there is then a part called the analysis of the keyword, um, which is based on the word Inri. Um, Inri has a lot of different symbolisms and theories about what it in, what it kind of comes from. Um, in Hebrew, it's spelled Yod and Resh Yod. And the from a Christian point of view, the letters Inri refer to the crucifixion of Christ. So they're the first letters of the words Jesus Nazarenus Rex Luderarum, or Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. And this was meant to have been written on a placard affixed to uh, the cross when Jesus was um, executed by the Romans. Um, the words Inri in Latin also mean intra nobis regnum del which literally means inside us the kingdom of God, which I think is a really nice um, idea from that perspective, this whole concept of, um, you know, we're going inwards in this process, inwards to discover that kind of inner kingdom, that inner power, that inner holy guarded angel. After the Inri part, there is the what is known as the LVX formula, which... Um, there's quite a few different hand gestures with, which go with this, so you know, not very good for a podcast. But um, it's the sign of Osiris slain, L the sign of the morning of Isis, V the sign of Typhon Apophis, and X the sign of Osiris risen, LVX the light of the word. Um, just to talk briefly about what this means. So in terms of these, these three letters really... Um, Obviously, LVX is the Latin for light, so it's lux. And we then have, obviously, um, you know, the figure of Isis. So it's Virgo, Isis, Mighty Mother, Scorpio, Apophis, Typhon, Destroyer, Solar, Cyrus, Slain, and Risen. Virgo, Isis, Mighty Mother. Um, this is talking about Virgo and associating with, uh, with Isis as the virgin, the great goddess. You could say Bina as well, so the mother of form, uh, mother of Horus, and obviously wife of Osiris. Um, Scorpio Apophis destroyer Scorpio um, relating to Apophis this is very much the adversary uh, the Apophis snake who challenges uh, Osiris but is also in some ways the the bringer of the keys that enable that regeneration and that rebirth so 
this is almost like the dweller on the threshold, which would be there to act as an initiator, uh, breaking down the old form to enable the new form to be born. So it's not like a negative thing. Uh, these things always need to be seen from a kind of initiatory, initiatic perspective. Um, and then Sal, Osiris, slain and risen. Sal um, is obviously the sun, and this is relating to the slain and risen Osiris. And then it goes on, Isis, Apophis, Osiris, E-R-O. E-R-O or I-A-O is a magical formula. Um, there's lots of different interpretations of this again. Um, in one of the ones that I feel is quite relevant, it would be the I is Isis, um, A is obviously Apophis, and, and O is Osiris. So again, you've got this idea again of birth, death, rebirth, birth, death, rebirth. So very much like the Ouroboros, the serpent biting its tail. This is the endless cycle, the endless wheel. And the purpose of this formula is really to, you know, send to the magician in Tefereth, but also as initiatory formula, as I said. This is something that um, John Michael Greer talks about in his excellent book, Circles of Power, which is worth checking out if you are interested. And I quote, In this ritual, the invocation of Tifret is combined with a different way of defining symbolic space. The result is a different effect. The energies of balance and harmony associated with Tiferet focus inward into the subtle bodies of the magician rather than outward into the realms of being that magician seeks to shape. It is thus well worth doing whenever one faces stress, pain or illness. So as we can see from what um, Greer talks about there, this ritual very much brings in healing powers. It balances out the aura, protecting the magician from external influences and it's a very good thing to learn, um, you know, just to balance things out, um, particularly when you're starting out. Um, <clears throat> in terms of the, in terms of the applications of this ritual, before we finish, um, you know, there's lots of different things you can actually do with it. I won't go into too many details with it, um, but it's definitely worth something trying out. This can be used, as I said, to to help with balancing you, to help you kind of recharge if you're feeling a bit poorly and it can also help you to sleep as well. Once you've practiced it quite a lot, you can also do it in an astral form as well. So one of the good techniques that I, I sometimes do is if, you, um, if you're struggling to sleep, you can just you know visualize yourself around your body doing the, um, doing the rose cross ritual and that will create a lovely sphere of beautiful light around your body which will enable you to you know calms you down and will make you sleep as well and also doing that regularly will help you to really train up that um, technique of visualizing the body of light and it also help you with practical applications like um, astral projection etc um, the ritual can also be used to help or heal other people in other people as well so you can obviously do use it for healing and i'll probably go into more details with that as well um, in the future one of the things that you do read about with this which is quite amusing is that it it confers invisibility and um that you know if you do this then people can't see and there's a story about alistair crowley doing uh doing one of these where he actually dressed up in um i think it was a leopard skin cloak and was wandering around claiming that no one could see him whether that's true or not i don't know um they might have just thought he was mad and um 
deliberately tried to avoid him. Um, and Donald Michael Craig, actually, he's he wrote a book called Modern Magic, which is really good. Um, he has a story in his book that he claims he, he cast a rose cross over his car when he encountered a speed trap. And the apparently the, the police just drove off and didn't stop him. So quite interesting how that would work. Um, you know, the jury's out, so have a have a think about it, have a play around with it, and um, see what you think. So that's all we've got time for today. I hope everyone's enjoyed it. Thanks very much for joining us this week on the Ockland Podcast. If anyone has any questions for me, then please reach out via Facebook or an email. I'd love to answer your questions. My email is Podcast at gmail.com. Also, we really want to develop this further, so we'd really appreciate it if you can leave, rate the show or leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on as this will help more people to see it and hopefully get some value from it. Also, be sure to visit our website at occultlondon.co.uk. Catch you all soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Moon down mine, silver soul enshrined, celestial moon rhythms, starlight thread.